0: Listen to any guru out there and they'll express to you how important it is to avoid working with real estate agents. In this video, I'm going to talk to you about why this is just terrible advice and how you can make an absolute killing off of doing just the opposite of what your guru told you to do. We'll get this started in three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome back to the channel. I'm your host, Jeff Kaufman, and you know the deal by now. Click that subscribe button below and then hit the bell to be notified every single time a new video is posted to the Let's Talk Subject Two channel. All right, well, today I'm gonna ruffle some feathers. So many of you have paid a lot of money to get into these coaching programs. And in particular, many of you have paid these wholesaling gurus tons of money for advice that I just don't think is gonna serve you very well moving into the future. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of this, we need to discuss and define what real estate investing really is in the first place, because what a lot of you are calling real estate investing, simply put, is not real estate investing. If you go out with the intention of, you know, getting a house under contract and then finding a cash buyer for that contract, I hate to break it to you, but you are not a real estate investor. You are a wholesaler. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with being a wholesaler. I have no problems with wholesalers at all, just as long as they're upfront and honest with their sellers and, you know about what they're doing and what their role is and helping the seller with their situation. And truth be told, most wholesalers aren't even technically wholesalers. In the traditional sense, a wholesaler is one who actually goes out and buys a product and then resells that product at a higher price. In the case of real estate, you would need to buy a house, actually close on it before you resold that property. But i'm not going to get into semantics we're just going to call it wholesaling on the other side of the coin a real estate investor is someone who like wholesalers goes out and markets for properties with the intention of actually closing on the property and then either making an investment by way of improving that property and reselling it or purchasing the property and holding on to it for monthly cash flow so now that we've got that cleared up let's talk about working with agents because. Both wholesalers and investors can be profitable by working with real estate agents. So let's start out with wholesalers. How can wholesalers turn a profit by working with agents? The answer to this question is really quite simple. It's a matter of choosing the correct agent to work with. See, agents are in a unique position because they're licensed within their respective states and they have to follow the rules that are put in place by their state real estate commission. But that doesn't mean they can't work with wholesalers or investors. It just means that they have to work within the confines of the law. So here's my recommendation to you wholesalers out there. Network, network, network. Find yourself an investor-friendly agent that does their fair share of investing or wholesaling as well. Now, I only use the services of an agent when I'm selling a deal, but I do know people who have an agent they work with on a regular basis to submit offers on distressed MLS properties. These types of agents can be found at your local RIA or in uh, real estate investing-related Facebook groups, it's no secret that the MLS nearly always fetches higher prices for homes than cash buyers can pay, even if you have to pay a commission to a buyer's agent for bringing you a buyer. So if you're dealing with an investor-friendly agent, you can always let him or her know about the deal you have and then work together to get your side closed so that your agent can then bring in his or her buyer. Double closing these deals is highly recommended, and it is the cleanest way to get one of these deals done. You do have another option that is far less utilized because of the confusion surrounding the strategy, but having equitable interest in a property allows you to market your interest in any way you see fit, including the MLS. You do not have to get permission from anyone to market your interest in something that you own. And in no state is it illegal to market your equitable interest on the MLS. The MLS is a privately run entity. It's a marketplace literally designed for selling interest in real estate, whether you are the legal title holder, equitable title holder, or you simply have equitable interest in a property. Don't let anyone tell you, not even an agent or a broker, that this is somehow illegal. Now, they have the right and the choice as a representative of this private entity called the MLS to deny your listing request, but this does not make it illegal. So in short, you will definitely have issues getting your listing on the MLS because most agents and brokers believe that, you know, this is against the law. If this is something that you'd like to explore a little deeper, you basically have two options. Your first option, find a real estate brokerage that understands the law and understands that this is not illegal. Or two, look into flat fee listing companies. Many of these companies understand the law and that's why they exist in the first place. So that's my advice for wholesalers. Now let's take a look at how investors can utilize the services of real estate agents. Let's analyze the purchase side first. So you're out browsing the MLS listings, or maybe you've set up some um, automation that sends you MLS listed properties on a regular basis. And one of those listings looks like it might be a deal for whatever reason. Maybe it looks distressed or it's a recently failed listing or something like that. So you call up the agent and you schedule an appointment to see it. After the appointment, you submit a lowball offer to see if the seller's going to bite. Now, if they bite, you might have a decent enough deal in your hands that, you know, there's enough juice in it to pay the agent's commission, you know, right at closing. And then you can, you know, you can still make out like a bandit. Well, let's say that offer is accepted. Now it's just a matter of working out the financing and closing on the deal. You can go about your merry way. But let's say they don't bite. Then what? Well, most people would simply walk away from that deal, right? I would be willing to bet that somewhere in the range of 80 to 95% of all investors would walk away from that deal, but you're not going to do that. And why not? Because you understand the power of creative financing and you understand that buying on terms can be a win-win for everybody involved. Let's look at a hypothetical situation. Let's say that the property in question is listed at $135,000 with an ARV of $150,000. It needs minimum repairs but you go ahead and build in 10k for fix up anyway you offer 95,000, and your offer of 95,000 was just turned down so you know the seller won't go that low so what do you do you call up the agent and you say hey mr or mrs agent you know i'm looking for investment properties and i really think this one can make an excellent investment but you know i can't pay what they're asking with cash that's a lot to dole out at one time for me for something that needs the repairs that this one does Do you think your clients will be open to an offer that can get them closer to their asking price, but on terms versus a cash offer? I think I can get very close to where they need to be and still be able to pay you if you'll work with me on it. The agent says, well, what do you have in mind? You respond with, well, I have a program that I call my Mortgage Relief Plus Program, where I can offer near asking price in exchange for terms on the house, close on the deal, and free up some monthly capital for the seller. And I can pay you when I place my tenant. I realize it's not an ideal situation, but it beats having the house sit on the market for another six months and nobody making any money off of this listing. What do you think your client would say about that? Now, admittedly, probably somewhere in the range of 70 to 80% of agents are going to think you're nuts and they're going to have zero interest in presenting this offer to their client. But some of them are going to be open-minded enough to at least hear you out. For the ones that do, here's what you're going to follow up with. Okay, great. Here's what I can offer. I'll give them full asking price, minus the repairs that are needed, if they keep the note in their name while I make 100% of the payment to their lender. I'll be responsible for every aspect of the property, including all of the maintenance, repairs, taxes, insurance, and everything that comes with keeping a house in tip-top shape. And when I find a tenant, I'll pay you 2% of my purchase price. I know it's not the full 3% that's standard in the industry, but this deal is going to be super thin for everybody. And Quite frankly, it beats not making anything off of the listing at all. So you've made a verbal offer here to find out if the agent is even open to the idea. If he or she isn't open to the idea, just politely thank them, give them your contact info in case there's a change of heart somewhere down the road, and move on. If they like your idea, now you can move ahead with a formal written offer. The numbers on this deal would break down something like this. Your terms offer would be $125,000. That's $135,000 their asking price, minus the $10,000 in repairs. And then you would take over the payments, which let's say equals $700 a month, P-I-T-I, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. So your basis for the agent commission on this deal is $125,000. And that will equal $2,500 when you find your owner finance buyer or tenant buyer, who by the way, is gonna fund the payment to the agent. Here's what your exit is going to look like. We're gonna talk about the exit now. I offer owner financing to buyers with a good job and a good rental history. Since this house has an ARV of $150,000, I will put it on the market for $145,000 with owner financing available, and that is an as is price to my owner finance buyer. I will require that buyer to put down 10% or $14,500, of which I will pay the agents $2,500 out of. This is gonna leave me with roughly $12,000 cash in my pocket when I close with my buyer. My buyer now has a balance of $130,000 and a monthly principal interest tax and insurance payment of $1,200 because I am able to adjust the interest I charge for owner finance buyer to generally whatever I want. I like to keep the buyer's payment somewhere in the range of at or just below market rents for the area. That means that I am now cash flowing this property at approximately $500 per month. So now I've got a down payment and cash flow out of what started out as a problem property for the seller and a bust for the agent. So do you see how thinking creatively can solve what seems to be insurmountable problems? Everyone has made money on this deal and everyone wins. And that's just about all anyone could ask for. Okay guys, thanks so much for joining me here on Let's Talk Subject 2. If you like this video, go ahead and click the like button. And if you haven't already, please click the subscribe button as well. Don't forget to check out my other videos on the channel. Also check out my website at sub2empire.com. All of the links related to this video can be found in the description below. And as always, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.